The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by Booper, supporting the health of millions of Australians because life happens. Find out more at booper.com.au. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Larissa Moore. It's Tuesday the 4th of August. In your squiz today, stage four business restrictions for Melbourne, a prison attack in Afghanistan, Microsoft in the market for TikTok, and Squiz Kids interview Terea Pitt. This is your squiz today. With stage four lockdowns in place for Melbourne residents, Premier Daniel Andrews moved yesterday to announce new restrictions on businesses and workers. He said that unless we have literally hundreds of thousands of people at home and not going to work, then we will not pull this virus up and we will not see the numbers reduce. And there were bad numbers yesterday, Claire, 429 new cases and 13 deaths. Let's go through now what these business restrictions will entail. It's probably easier to talk about what's open right rather than what's closed because there's not a lot that's staying open. Supermarkets, specialty food stores all remain in operation. Andrew says that means that there's no reason for anyone to go out and panic buy six weeks' worth of groceries. Bottle shops, cafes, restaurants stay open for takeaway and delivery service. Servos, chemists, convenience stores, newsagents, post offices uh, and those selling disability and maternity supplies. They're open. Uh, Construction projects that are underway and meatworks are also open but under reduced capacity and under strict health protocols. Then pretty much everything else is closed. If you work in an office, uh, in a retail business, uh, in other parts of the economy like factories or manufacturing, you're being asked to stay at home. These are in the city of Melbourne. The Premier is hoping the shutdowns will see a maximum of 25% of residents moving around the community. Stage three restrictions apply to businesses in regional Victoria, which means shutdown of restaurants and cafes for dining, gyms and beauty services. Victoria has the second largest economy out of the states. In an economic sense, it's a huge blow, Claire. It really is. And if you have a look at the coverage this morning across the newspapers, there's a real sense of trying to get a hold of exactly what that means for the economy. There's certainly going to be a reckoning, not just for Victoria's economy, but nationally, because Victoria is such a large part of the federal economy. Prime Minister Scott Morrison yesterday said that the federal government will step up and do whatever it can to support Victoria. It's announced a special payment of 15 hundred dollars for Victorians who don't have any sick leave but they really need to stay at home Uh, and also uh, when it comes to looking about whether it's going to work which really is the bottom line what the chief health officer there Brett Sutton said that stage three restrictions had got them to a certain point but to see those numbers come down they need to step up that health response so here we are. Let's take a look at other states now. New South Wales recorded 13 cases yesterday, eight locally acquired. South Australia has moved quickly after four new cases were recorded there in the last few days. The number of people allowed to gather in homes will be reduced from 50 to 10 in that state. In the Northern Territory, Parks Australia has temporarily closed Uluru after members of the Mutajulu Community Aboriginal Corporation set up a blockade to the entrance of the National Park over concerns about visiting tourists. There's more on all those updates in the Squiz Today email. 
Over to Afghanistan now, and at least 29 people are dead after a group affiliated with Islamic State attacked a prison which was holding hundreds of its members. There's no sense yet as to why they targeted that prison other than analysts saying that it's believed that Islamic State fighters had been uh, in there. 300 prisoners remain on the loose. There's been a recent rise in violence in Afghanistan led by Islamic State, and there's been an uneasy peace in the last few days uh, between the Taliban and the Afghan government. You might remember last year that the US government came to an agreement with the Taliban to try and move towards peace, but that hasn't quite landed in negotiations between the Taliban and the Afghan government. And uh, the Taliban and Islamic State are uh, sworn enemies, so it's an interesting dynamic there. And there's a hope that the Taliban and the Afghan government might move forward into faltering peace talks again. We mentioned yesterday that Microsoft could be in talks to buy social media app TikTok in amidst President Donald Trump saying it would be banned. The latest is that Microsoft now has 45 days to see if they can negotiate a deal. The CEO of Microsoft and President Donald Trump has said to have had a conversation about what a deal or some sort of acquisition might be. Microsoft is said to be looking into taking over TikTok's operations, not just in the US, but also Canada, New Zealand and Australia and there's been concerns across those countries about TikTok being owned by a Chinese company and whether the Chinese government has access to all of that personal data that goes into that app. So uh, whether this goes ahead, we'll wait and see. Back home, and while Tasmania is known to be a chilly part of the world, they're about to face their coldest snap in five years, Claire. Yeah, snow, icy winds. It's a blast of cold air from Antarctica, so cold that even bushwalkers have been told that they need to get off the tracks because it's just going to be way too chilly. That low-pressure system is said to be coming over Tassie and will arrive in Victoria this morning. I hear reports already that there's some rain coming down in Melbourne. Uh, And then that icy blast will head off to southern uh, New South Wales and across to South Australia. So, yeah, get your woolies out. An engineer and researcher named Bill English has died aged 91. It's not a name that many of us would recognise, but he invented something that most of us use every single day, Claire. Yeah, he invented the mouse and Computer it's mouse. an interesting reflection. Of course, people did invent these, <laughs> these things yeah, that we just use <laughs> every day. They didn't just arrive from outer space. He and a colleague, Doug Engelbart, were working on a project at the Stanford Research Institute for Xerox, which of course was big uh, in in home computing back in the 60s. And yeah, he didn't make much money out of it. It fell out of patent and it took Apple really to pick it up in the late 80s for it to become a thing. They called it a mouse because of the way the computer's on-screen cursor, which is called a cat, seemed to chase the device's path. So there you go. That's your bit of trivia for the day. And if you're after some exercise inspiration, finding it in retro workouts could put a new pep in your step or a burn in your glutes. It was an article in the uh, Fairfax slash nine newspapers that I thought was quite uh, interesting. And yeah, this guy clearly had a bit of energy taking on Jane Fonda and um, workouts from models like Cindy Crawford and Elle McPherson all in one week was a bit of an undertaking. 
I just want to know if he actually went full 80s and did socks, leotards. <laughs> yeah, there weren't any photos accompanying that, so <laughs> no, maybe that was a good thing. I don't know. I'll pop the link to that in your episode notes if you fancy giving it a twirl. Claire, what is the subject line for us today? Larissa, I'm taking you back to 1984. Prince's Purple Rain album on this day went to number one where it would stay for 24 weeks. And I think when it comes to what's happening in Melbourne, uh, I think we can all feel a little bit sad about what's happening there. And the Mm. lyric is, I only want to see you laughing in the purple rain. Well, that's a pretty epic tune to be getting your Tuesday started with. And we know you love a bit of Prince, Claire. It's like the best day. Yeah, (laughs) already. That's all from us. Before we do head off, we've got a bit of news out of Squiz Kids HQ, which is our podcast for kids, our news podcast for kids. Out today is a kids-only Q&A with Taria Pitt. It's a really excellent chat about lots of important things, resilience, persistence, friendship. The questions from the kids were really excellent. I'll put a link to it in your episode notes. It's a great one for kids and some big kids as well to check out. That's all from us. Have a good Tuesday and we will be back with you tomorrow. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast where you're shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super, one of Australia's most awarded super funds. It can be hard to know where the best place to grow your super is, but with awards like CanStar's Outstanding Value three years in a row and Money Magazine's 2024 Ultra Long Term Performance, Aware Super's 1.1 million members can be confident their super is in good hands. Visit aware.com.au forward slash awards to find out more. Awards are only one consideration. Read the PDS and TMD on the website.